Hello. Good morning, mate. How are you? Good morning, mate. How the hell are you feeling? Um, I'm uh, fresh. What's funny? My name's Nev anyway, friends. Um, yes, Nev, how are you? Good, brother. I got up at 4.30 yesterday morning because I, I forgot that I'm a day ahead. <laughs> um, That's pretty funny. Yeah, and then I was sitting here, and I was like, I was waiting for you to come on, and I went, oh, oh no way. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Today <laughs> is a day ahead. So I was like, I do it all today. But, um, mate, it's good that, to talk to you, brother. Yeah, man, it's good to talk to you. Uh, I love your backdrop there. All your, who's the cult leader? <laughs> cult leader. Have yeah, you probably? I don't know if you've heard a band called Cult Leader. Um, oh, but, it's a band. I thought it was a book. I have not. They are one of the heaviest fucking bands on the planet. I love them. Um, that's from when they toured Australia. They did some scribbles. But they are amazing. They are just really heavy and raw. Yeah, heavier than Goat Snake, or uh, which is my brother's band. No plug. That's just, <laughs> just the first thing to keep. They're Goat pretty heavy. Boris? No, no. I've never heard of Boris. I should. Oh my God! You haven't heard Goat Snake before? No. And that's oh, that's dude. That I don't. That's the Greg Anderson and Roger and Greg Rogers. Um, Greg Anderson was in uh, Engine Kid out in Seattle, which was a total alternative, like Seattle band. Yeah. yeah. And but then he he's. He's got Southern Lord Records, which is a big metal label. He's total fucking doom metal. What he always was. Uh, Greg Rogers was in the Obsessed. Have you? I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. No shit. Um, yeah. Here, one second. One second. That? Um, okay. I'm getting an education what? here. <laughs> for, yeah. For the morning. They just re-released it. The first Goat Snake record. No shit. Okay, cool. If you can sit with the glare, this fucking that's fucking record. Yeah, you can see that with the glare, but yeah, man, that's Greg. Yeah, that's Gee. He's no longer, but he runs the distribution Europe part of it out of uh, Amsterdam. That's Greg, and that's my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well recognize him. Hey, there you go, man. I'm gonna have to Pardon? check that out. I'm embarrassed, but I guess down here in Australia, all the way down here, sometimes we. Yeah, I well, that surprised me. I figure all you guys just probably sit around listening to silver chair or something. No, <laughs> not everyone's in a silver chair. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's funny. <laughs> that guy, he he's had a very unique story, though. Regardless, I mean, it's interesting what happened to that kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they dropped when I was a kid. You know what I mean? I think I'm the same. Yeah, age. yeah. So, yeah, was, yeah. You know, everyone was getting into Silverchair and I was getting into Megadeth. So, <laughs> you know, that was like the the fork in the road. Yeah. For me. I was, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I don't know why I went on that tip. Maybe it was from my daughter or something, but we can go right. We'll go it. left real yeah. We'll go left <laughs> real quick now. But I love all your figures and, and uh, so you're, 
into all that stuff. I am uh, the 40-year-old virgin who has kids. Um, let's put it that way. <laughs> Copy that. Well, I have two kids myself, and uh, you do music as well. Isn't that little drum machine there to your right? No, this is the roadcast. So this is what powers everything. I do do music. Oh, I sing for a death metal band, but this is nice. this is not a plug for road because they wouldn't give me one for free. But this um this powers plugging. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought those were little drum pads for sampling. Can you hear this? If I do this, <laughs> absolutely. Like, where's the? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the key. You know, I I think that's great, you know. And and do you use that as part of your show as segues no. and bad jokes? I never <laughs> I've only used it once for a bad joke and it didn't land. So I never used it again. <laughs> but where are you? Well, let... Where are you? Are you in the studio or you this your house? Yeah, it's my it's my well, it's in my house. It's a little studio. I have, you know, my amps and a couple of guitars. Um, you can't see all the rest of it. There's like really nice speakers and my whole, you know, universal audio setup, another sampler. Nice. Keyboards. Uh, yeah, it's good for coming up with stuff and demoing stuff. Um, it served me well. Especially over the last few years when we wrote this new record. Man. You know, for me. I gotta say, I gotta say, it's a fucking great record, dude. This How much have you heard of it? I heard yeah. the whole thing. I got the stream. I got sent the stream. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, I was well, aware. I thought it was I thought it was coming out of the tent. Um, but I guess they gave you guys Yeah, we got we the got media, the we got the, the hookup the, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the sneaky little stream, and uh, mate, it, it's it's unreal. I mean, it's November ten, of course. Um, not only is it your first release in over a decade, but your first full length in thirty years. That's awesome. True, true. I mean, yeah, we did do that uh, EP back in twenty eleven mm-hmm. for Joe Sim on Sabon Dummy Records, Complete Control Sessions, which, uh, yeah, was the last uh physically recorded record yeah back on but, but this one's back on discord right this one is yeah it's the uh was the last one in her ear before they well they haven't bulldozed it yet but they definitely shut it down yeah i read about that man like that's it's really sad it's fucked up because yeah the reason being is they want to turn it into an arts community an arts thing, you know. I don't know what they're going to build. I think it'll end up being those two and ones, you know, live, you know, apartments on top and Starbucks on the bottom kind of thing where they fucking do everywhere. You would think that the music studio, which is has such a story past, yeah, they would keep it or even keep some relic of it, even if it wasn't functioning. Um, but it's pretty silly. Um, it's, it's it's awful, man. I I think there should be some places that should be heritage listed. Like when I, I'm pretty sure you were you. I mean, you were touring in with Foo Fighters in '98, right? You toured Correct. in Korea. That was yeah. the first time I saw you. Okay, it was in Brisbane Festival Hall '98. 
That okay. venue, the Beatles played there, Zeppelin played there. Oh, really? All these, man, it's just the venue. Yeah, it's the legendary Festival Hall. Oh, they tore it down. They tore it down and they built um, high rises. This is going back years. And of course. It, and, and man, I walk past there sometimes when I go to Brisbane and it just breaks my fucking heart, dude. Like, it should have been heritage listed. I'm pretty sure you probably played places or toured and gone, man, that place is gone. That place is gone. It's sad, man. Oh, yeah. It, it's sad. Um, yeah, it happens everywhere. And uh, the powers that be, what can you do? Unless it is, you know, registered, listed as a heritage site, you know? Yeah. Um, it's fucked up. What can you do? That's it. Uh I mean, I'm glad you got to listen to the whole record. That's cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's really good. And, of course, I mean, you've got um, a whole bunch of mates on here, like Ian McKay and Amy Pickering and Brian Baker, who I spoke to recently. He's a great dude. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Dave Grohl. I mean, you got. it seems like you got everyone on here. Um, we got everyone. It's great. I mean, I also think a lot of people turned up once they found out that this place was closing probably a little bit of both and they wanted to get down there and be a part of it i see um but it wasn't the sole reason they wanted my brother had sent out this book with the lyrics and the idea for the record it's the book and it tripped everybody out there like what the fuck is this it's just like i don't even think he put an explanation in the letters i mean with the packaging. team and as Brian says on the, the teaser that we put out, I don't know if you saw that one on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what, because I was like, I was wanting to know what the book was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian was like, I didn't think of it as an invitation. And uh, so, I mean, he followed up. He would just send it out. And then he would follow up saying, hey, what are you doing? Uh, you know, that first week of September. Um. And that's how it evolved. Um, but it was really cool. The book, I mean, my bro- it was insane because my brother did, you know, a dozen or more. And how he did it, he he did, he, however he wrote on the pages, <laughs> he, well, how he would age it would be that he would pour coffee on it and different stuff and stick the pages in the oven. That's cool. Yeah, now, of course, you can just do it with Photoshop or whatever, but I don't think it would have come out the same physically. No. It, so it physically, it, it looks aged. And so when we were shooting uh, the Kickstarter campaign, we did a Kickstarter for the record. Um, <clears throat> one of the parts of the film is where we have that book, and I have it out in my pool underwater, kind of flipping pages and trying to trying to do something arty, whatever. Um, so for a while there, it was all, I mean, we hadn't even really done much. I mean, we'd ha- I'd hashed out a lot of the music. In them. It's all demos that I did. Um, but, but it just kind of, this book kind of became its own little entity in a way. And then everybody was bucking us for this book. And it's too bad, you know, it's there's not money around to like 
every person that buys a record gets this book because it would be yeah. really cool, you know, because everybody likes stuff, you know, every, I mean, one time in Europe, we, uh, for shits and giggles, I mean, it was what, 2011, actually, when we went over there for a quick trip, we had, we made like a uh, hundred cassettes of a single dirty birdie which is this reggae track that we did out in the desert at rancho de la luna and um they're five dollars we sold them in like in three shows they're gone and we still had piles of t-shirts it was like you know the majority of people don't have a cassette player but they didn't care they just they just they didn't care if they could play it or not it was just about having this cool little i know and uh you know, like I said, I mean, we sold shirts, but there were still piles of shirts and cassettes just went fucking just hot cakes. That. Yeah. I mean, I think that stuff is really cool in the age of CDs and in the age of everything is just a photo, you know, JPEG or whatever on your phone, you know, and this is something tangible that doesn't connect you with the band, but makes, you know, it's yeah, it's like you got it from, you know, it does connect you with the band in a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, people, uh, you know, people want, want, I think people are returning to, to physical media in a big way. Not so much CDs, but I, I don't think down here anyway. No. I mean, vinyl is massive. People want those things. You know, I think, I mean, how's those NFTs going, people? Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people want cool <laughs> things. And I'm sure if you put out, I don't know. I don't think you could recreate that book in the same way for mass production, but you know, maybe some if you put out a not if you're, it, people would not buy. if you're yeah, not if you're baking each page in the app. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pre-orders will be done in uh, 11 years. So Yeah. Yeah. 6 to 8 weeks per book. Yeah, that's it. Couldn't do it. You know, I was going to say something else on that thread um the fuck i just lost it anyway damn it i'll um, knock you off you it's i mean it's five in the morning what can i sorry man <laughs> it is for me i'm having a good time oh good. oh man damn it i ruined you i ruined your flow but um <laughs> no 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 it's all right it'll come back just wait just just interrupt me i got it Shut the fuck up! I got something. I got well, it. it had I got to it. do with the ins, ins, you know, Instagram and the, you know, the connection, the picture. It's just all pictures. But anyway, man, hopefully it'll come back. Oh man, damn it! Sorry. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but uh, did you find that bringing in everyone helped the album creatively in a lot of ways? I mean, I know you worked on it for a while behind the scenes, like writing, writing it, right? And then it certainly had. Yeah, I mean, it certainly helped. Um, it certainly helped uh, insofar as bringing in outside flavors, as it were, because everybody has their own way of doing things and playing, even if even if the song is already done and we listen to it, and yeah, I want you to play here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, what they would do, let's say Baker, Brian Baker, what he would play probably wouldn't be what I would play uh, in that time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
it's 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 touched by all these hands that performed on it. And I'll say that in regards to the song The Flam, we had like three different versions of it. And we got Joe Lolly to come in and play bass. And I don't know how much you know Joe Lolly, but he's a genius. He's a master at the bass. And what's crazy is that the song is kind of one way through the whole way, and then it stops and it goes into another part. It's basically three parts. But he wanted to really break it down and because he wanted the bass to be one way in the beginning and then go into this whole thing. So him and I sat down, we were playing and coming up with these different things. It blew my mind. I was like, here I am fucking writing with Joe Lally. This is the fucking coolest, you know? Um, and it also changed my approach because prior to that, you know, it was just the band always in the basement. And, you know, we would rehearse back in the day. We were just, we all lived in the house that we practiced at, the majority of us. So we just always rehearsed, always jammed and came up with stuff. And so in your question as well, um, the fact that I'm playing with other people or having them do, it made me take a different look as well on certain things. Um, because like Jalali pulled me in a direction that I that I may not have gone. I wasn't thinking about it in those terms. And it was so cool. And I was basically kind of, you know, wearing all these different hats during the production of it all, which which is extremely hectic. Mm, man. So I was trying to schedule people, record myself. Uh, you know, we had what four different drummers, three different bass players, and they all had to be scheduled. We had to decide, kind of decided, my brother, like what drummers would play on what, what bass players would play on what, um, except for the fact, um, well, we had decided what songs pretty much Kent was going to play on. Yeah. Rest in peace, my brother. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm very sorry to him. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, yeah, it was, I was pulling my hair out by the end of this. It literally fucking, I mean, I had to go home and just basically decompress. We did 17 songs in 10 days. It's nuts, man. <laughs> it's a lot. It's nuts. And we still were doing more songs after that, after. Because some of those bonus tracks were recorded later. Oh, yeah. Is that are the like the bonus stuff that's like Japanese releases and stuff like that, or is it? Just... No, no, no. That that's the digital. Okay. Like the, um, and the CD. Um, because uh, when you buy the record, you know, there's a little card in there for the digital download, and you get the extra tracks. That's really cool. How many did you get? 18? 17. It was eight. No. 18, right? Or 17. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to go. There's back. a few more. I know, because I was like, that's a lot of tracks. But yeah. I was listening to it at work, and I was driving and stuff. Yeah. So I, I can't tell There's you. There's a few more. Number, but it, wow. That's a lot, man. A lot creative. It was a, it was <laughs> a lot. And fucking Ian, it was so funny. Love him to death when we told him because we only had x amount of days well how many he wasn't into it at first he goes well let me what i haven't heard what you guys are doing we're like whoa <laughs> like, 
right, here's some stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, and he still wasn't into it when we came to record. Yeah. I wouldn't say he wasn't into it, but he wasn't sure. Oh, okay. Um, and you could slowly, because Ian sits on the board, puts his head down, maybe moves a fader here and there. And then when he starts bobbing his head, you know, he's starting to get <laughs> at him. But anyway, he initially, we were like, how many songs do you have? 17. And you want all these people to come in and play on it? Well, yeah, hopefully they all show up. Um, it's like, this is going to be a fucking nightmare. You're never going to do this, which gave us more impetus to fucking yeah. nail this thing and do it. And yeah, I tell you, with the, I mean, with the help of my wife, she kept me in there and fucking, because it was hard for me. You know, Skeeter would come in or can't do his thing, and then they could go smoke their cigarette or do whatever and hang. Yeah. But I, I had to be in there, you know, now with some other guys and mixing and producing, basically, and scheduling, making phone calls to make sure this guy, that guy was showing up, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, it was the one of the best experiences I had because I, it's almost like I, not that I didn't ever be on that side but just like learning learning other points of it that i had control over mm. and of course working with don and ian is always and joey p is always wonderful it sounds it seems like it, i mean you can hear you can hear a lot of love and care went into this record a lot man i gotta tell you it's great and you know it's, it's yeah. got a community feel about it too you know, is it that, does. You know, I, I is is it's not just to do with the studio, but I mean, bringing everybody in, um, you know, it is special DC special. But um, does that was that the idea when you when you had it when you started writing it? It's like I want this to, you know, pay tribute to where we've been and and, and the community and where we're going and and. That's not muse, not musically. I mean, you know, it all came from well, it started with the lockdown, you know, mm -hmm. and we're all confined to our own places. And, um, and what do you do? You just write music. And I had a couple older songs that never kind of saw the light of day, and I kind of re reapproached those, fucked around with those, and, and I also wrote one on the spot kind of after covid which was about covid which is that acoustic song last of the soft um but i was you know just writing and um and then pete and i got together and i would send him the songs and he'd start writing lyrics to it and stuff um but it wasn't till he came up with the idea that he came up with the idea of the book um after he kind of after he'd written the lyrics obviously because the lyrics are in the book but yeah it was based i don't know which song it was it might have been dc special because he he went on that thread we titled the record that way um it would be a question to ask him which one it was it like ding um because somewhere before we did the kickstarter developed the book 
And then he started uh, focusing on that, I guess, that one song. And, you know, why don't we get all these people involved? Um, and a lot of it was also probably to get people excited about the record, you know? Mm -hmm. And it all happened so fast. So it was like, and it's it just like, it all made sense because we got the idea to make it this thing about DC and then the studio, we got to notice the studio was closing. So it just heightened everything that we were touching on. Um, and so that's kind of how it developed. And so then once we could, and then once we started, we're able to hang out, Pete and I would go to this rehearsal place and have got the dog, send him over to Kent Geeter, get them familiar with the stuff. Um, and then hopefully in that time frame, people would get back with us about, you know, doing the recording, which they did. I believe that was your question. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you guys have been doing this a long time. In fact, the band was born the same year I was. Um, wow. Yeah. I'm an 81. 81. Yeah. Right. That's when the, yeah. So. When the first record came out, 83. Yeah. I was, I know. 82. 81. I'm 81. So that's Just right. That's when the, yeah. 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 But I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I guess. A lot of people that missed that underground scene that time period, like myself, it seems like a, a really magical time and something I don't think the world will ever experience again quite like it due to, you know, the way things are now. Do you think that young bands these days are missing out on those underground experiences like you guys had? Or do you think it's maybe a better time for them in terms of... Well, I think they're definitely they're definitely missing out, but I don't think it's intentional. It's just things change, you know. Um, it'd be nice if I think this might be uh, the first time where it's been reapproached uh, because basically the people that played on this record were the stalwarts of the DCC, mm. you know not including ourselves. Um, you know, Ian, Alec McKay, Daryl Jennifer from the Back Rains, Brian Baker. I mean, it's like the who's who of the DC scene. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that's what moved everybody else because it encapsulated, wasn't the fact that the studio was going down, but, and I think people realized once they showed up because it was weird. I mean, a lot of it had to do with Dave showing up because you had all the looky. Once they heard he was in town, all the looky looky loos would not come in the studio, but come by or whatever. But I mean, we had hordes of people at the studio that were to be there, and uh, you know, it wasn't long after COVID, so it was still uh, we had precautions set up. We had a, a table out back with speakers on it. We called the Grape uh, Backlot Studios, whatever. Um, where you could sit and it's it not actually where we smoked and everything, but this is so people wouldn't come into the studio and they could still sit out and hang out and you could hear what was going on. It was coming out, so you'd hear different takes, their actual recordings, which was fucking cool. And which was also filmed. My wife 
brought in uh, two DPs, two camera people, lit the whole place up, shot this whole. I mean, it's a documentary. Yeah, and yeah. We'll slow, slowly, we're putting it together. Cool. They are. And uh, Johnny Armin is editing this thing along with my wife, Sal Owen. And, but it, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know if there was one particular studio in Seattle or LA or England where all these bands kind of bloomed from mm-hmm. where they could come back together and do a record for historical reasons, you know? So that's what probably makes this one really special. And the fact that you can't do it anymore because the studio has gone. Oh man. But, uh, you know, um, yeah, some people are missing out, but it's just because it's a ch- change in the times. But there's still fucking bands out there. So there's still a lot of underground bands. You know, there's there's a whole scene out there. They just they just exist in a different way now. You know, aside from playing live, they kind of exist differently. Because those shows so, back in the day were like. Yeah. You know, you hear even down here, you hear the stories and how fucking wild they were, man. Like, were, were they, yeah. you know, that you thought you were in danger, you know, because you were just playing at these like basements and, and all these places that you were just, were there any ones where you're just like, oh, this is getting a little fucked up? Yeah. And nobody died either. Um, man, hectic. It was, yeah, it's interesting how a lot of those things went on. Uh, what's the word for it? Unobserved or uncontrolled. You know, they were just, they let us get away with a lot of shit, put it that way. Um, especially all ages shows in like BFW halls or strange places where there were, was real no economic um, benefit to, to the community at all. <laughs> um, and it was just a war zone in there, but it was, there's a fucking gym. I mean, it's just like gym class in there with the kids. Man, that would have been so wild. What I mean, was there a big? Uh, obviously, you know, the straight edge thing came into it. Was there a big straight edge not versus non straight edge thing? I mean, we went through it here, where you know the straight edge people became uh, a little violent and and rough with us drinking and and smoking people. Yeah. But, uh, no, it never got that way because. Everybody understood where that, what the meaning of that was, and where what it really was about. I mean, it's it's the scenes everywhere else that took it to the extreme. Yeah, true. I mean, it's basically uh, those guys, Ian, those early early bands, or even the people not in bands. You couldn't get into shows underage. Um. So basically. Uh, some club owner saw the financial benefit and said, okay, I'll have all ages shows, but I'm going to put an X on your hand. So, and so you can't drink. So you can't go up to the bar or anybody with an X on they can't drink. And so Ian basically wrote a song about that, you know, sitting back watching all these drunks and how he was, you know, just tuned in and, you know, and sober watching it all. And um, just the clarity of it all. Watching these yahoos. 
And and then he wrote a song about it. It wasn't anything to do with how it was later taken and, yeah. and ruined. Ruined and stupidity ensued. But that wasn't the intent of the song or the X on his hand. It just meant you're underage. Yeah, it got so. out of hand here. Yeah, <laughs> we had dudes like getting it tattooed on him, and uh, I remember when it changed. It was weird. I was watching a band in a club, had a beer, had a cigarette, and this dude comes up and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing that for?" And we're like, "Uh, because we're having a yeah. and it was like <laughs> it just spread. And the funny thing about it, a lot of those dudes in that scene years later switched around, and I'd see him at like clubs drinking and stuff too. So right, right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it never made sense to me because I don't know. I don't understand why attacking somebody else um for drug or alcohol abuse had anything to do with how you take care of your own body, but that's yeah, just me. I know, I know, man, it's crazy. But uh, Stoom's, Stoom's starting to do the tick down thing, the timer thing. But I it uh, all starts with a flag. Yeah, you know? it, it all starts with a, an emblem, a flag, just like the fucking Nazis, just like war. Where it all starts with a flag. It's it's true, isn't it? And people just want to jump on. What yeah. the, I mean, hey, that's a whole other rabbit hole right now. Yeah, that's a whole other world right, right now. I tell you, man. You, time yeah. left, or you have to take a break. No, they it's Zoom boots us off because they only gives us 46. Okay, it's yeah, I know, I hate it. I, I, and bummer, right? Eh? But, um, yeah, yeah, I, oh, man, I'm, I've been having a good morning, I've been having a good chat. But I do right. know, are you you planning on uh taking this on tour? Or are you going to be? You oh, yeah, we're we start up well, we're doing a little west coast run, it's like six shows at the end of October, then we do uh. An East Coast run, the same amount, like six shows on the East Coast, the major cities. And then come March, um, we'll probably do the uh, UK and Europe again. But I want to get to fucking Australia for yeah, a while. When was I the love last time we were here? When was the last time we saw you? With the Foo Fighters. In that was the last time I was there. Yeah. The last Whoa. time I was there. Bro. I mean, I've been back and forth in Japan. I was, yeah. I don't know if you know, I was playing with a Japanese guy for like six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was in Japan for quite so, a bit. I, so close, man. Yeah. We're like, that far away. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Bro. Man, we, you gotta, someone's got to make that happen. Someone out there, I know there's got to be uh, a promoter. I think we're going to do it this time. Yeah. No, it seems to be. We're doing a lot more and spreading out a little more. And well, I guess it comes down to the agent or the booking guy. Got to find the, the guys that'll bring us over there. Dude, I know so many people that it would sell out. That tour would sell out because so many. It'd be good to do like a, a DC package tour over there or just whoever, but that would be amazing. I can't wait to get back there. <laughs> I think you're putting it out there, dude. Everyone. You're putting it out there now. Oh. That'd be unreal, man. Now you're going to have the phone yeah. ringing, getting the offers, well, the bidding war happening. I don't know about that. I don't know, man. I don't, let's, hope it happens. let's just hope that happens. Put it that way. Oh, man, me too. Regardless. 
Yeah, I'd love to see you down here for sure, especially I'm on the Gold Coast. Yeah, so, well, I'll definitely know. reach out to you when I find out. Yeah, I mean, if it when it happens, I know it's going to happen. It's just a matter yes. of when. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, hey, man. I mean, what what else uh, you got planned for the future for the, for the new year or apart from touring and stuff? More music. Um, there's always music. Um, I'm not quite sure for the new year. I'm just expecting to uh, hit the road. Yeah, and work this record and see some see some new places see some and play for more people yeah yeah man. and then i live and carry on how about that happens man. i live for the new year it's gonna be unreal i'm really looking oh we're freezing up or you are am i yes you are i you didn't know, know if you noticed that yep you no. just did it again am i okay now yep you stopped am i yeah i'm you know why? Because I'm on, on the arse end of the world here, man. That's why. I have to go through phone lines to a pigeon to a fucking, you know, and then they deliver the internet to us in a can. We have to open the can and then it's a whole fucking... Order. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Friends, man, it's been it's been an absolute honor having you on the show today, brother. Like, Thank you so yeah. much for hanging out. And you what? It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure now. Yeah. And my favorite Australian movie is Chopper. Oh, okay. Chopper. Yeah. What's his name? Fucking uh, Eric Banner. Yeah. Have you seen Chopper? You know Chopper. Yeah. Chopper. Yeah, Chopper. Fucking movie. Do you know brilliant movie? Fuck Wait, when you, why you Do you know what well, I hear all ahead. the time? Ned. Oh, you froze out. Oh. Do you know what? Go I ahead, say it again. I, all uh, for the for the since that movie came out, uh, it's I getting hear, really bad now. Oh man, I hear Nev. Is that you, Nev? You get two words and it fucking locks up. Oh man, shit. What are you gonna? What were you gonna say about Chopper? Yeah, the, there's a line in is it Neville Bardos? It says Nev. I know. Yeah. I get it every man. Oh Neville fucking Bardos. That's what I get all the time. But I do like that's that. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck yeah. It's a great movie. Copping it sweet. <laughs> Popping it exactly. Sweet. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hey. Um. Well, yeah. What else? Um, now we're just freezing up. Oh man. We have to fun. do this again. We yeah. To, maybe man. it's the hour, the morning. I don't know what it is, man. It sucks. That's a real bummer. I hope it's. I hope it's. It's everybody turning their percolators on in Australia. Yeah, that's in Perth right now. Yeah, they're cranking I mean, up the generators. That's what they're doing. They got the. That's what we do down there. Cranking up the generators. Yeah, yeah, like Mad Max. Yeah, you know, everyone trying to get their fuel. But um, hey, brother. Yeah. We will have all the oh, links. Fuck. It's bad. Oh man, we'll have all the links. It's really here. bad. And on the website to, we, the, to the thing, I would like to do this again at when it works. It keeps oh. freezing. Oh man! Oh, dude. Hey, I'll, I'll catch you. I'll catch let's you. Let's do it again. Yes, <laughs> later. Again. Oh man! Like it. Oh yes. Yeah. See you soon, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. I'll keep in touch. Yeah, man.